Hello and welcome to the Proxima Weekly Debrief. I'm your host, Maura Murphy, reporting to you from New York. Today is Monday, June 28th. Starting off in the U.S., LS Power via special purpose vehicle Leconte Energy Storage has signed on a $100 million three and a half year construction term loan and an $8 million revolving credit for its 125 megawatt or 250 megawatt hour lithium ion battery storage project in Calexo, California. The debt signed earlier this month is being provided by joint lead arrangers and book runners, ING Bank, MUFG Union Bank, Royal Bank of Canada, BNP Paribas, Mizuho, Bank of Montreal, and SMBC. The project is underpinned by a long-term resource adequacy capacity contract and financially settled energy hedge with strong credits as off-takers. The project has a 15-year contract with Pacific Gas and Electric for 40 megawatts of its output from 2022 when it's due to be operational. The RCF is available to issue LCs to meet credit support requirements under various operating agreements, including the resource adequacy contract and to meet debt service reserve and working capital requirements. LS Power, which owns the operational 250-megawatt gateway storage and 40-megawatt Vista energy storage schemes in California, has a number of other storage projects in development or construction, including the 200-megawatt Diablo energy storage scheme in Pittsburgh, California, and the 316-megawatt Ravenswood energy storage project in Queens, New York. Acciona has begun construction of the 317-megawatt Fort Bend Solar Farm near Houston, Texas. The project is the company's first solar PV farm in the U.S., and it is seeking to add over 1.2 gigawatts of solar capacity by the end of 2023. Investment in Fort Bend will be $280 million, and the plant is scheduled to become operational in 2022. Acciona operates over 1 gigawatt of wind energy in the U.S., as well as 46 megawatts in the Nevada Solar One concentrated solar power facility. Moving from the U.S. and into Latin America, Ecuador's Ministry of Energy has revealed that a submission by a consortium of Gran Solar and Total Erin was the sole bid from five pre-qualified teams in the tender for the construction and operation of the Canolifus Solar Plus storage plant in the Galapagos Islands. The consortium's $458.88 per megawatt hour offer was made against the reserve price of $565.40 per hour. The 25-year concession would require a $45 million investment and is designed to reduce the archipelago's dependence on diesel. Moving from Latin America and starting in Europe, the Danish Energy Agency has published the final tender of conditions for Thor Offshore Wind Farm. The six pre-qualified bidders now have until November 8th to prepare and submit final bids. Thor is tendered with a flexible 800 to 1,000 megawatt capacity and will be the country's largest offshore wind farm. The total investment is estimated at 15.5 billion kroner and includes transmission to shore. The project will have 30-year licenses to produce electricity with a possible option to extend for five years, and Thor will be established at least 22 kilometers off the coast at Thorsmund on Jutland's west coast and is required to be connected by the grid by the end of 2027. Staying in Europe and moving to France, the European Commission has endorsed France's recovery and resilience plan. It's an important step towards the EU dispersing their 39.4 billion euro in grants under the recovery and resilience facility. 
The financing will support the implementation of the crucial investment and reform measures outlined in France's Recovery and Resilience Plan and will play a key role in enabling France to emerge stronger from the COVID-19 pandemic. The RRF will provide up to 672.5 billion euro to support investments and reforms across the EU. The French plan forms as part of the coordinated EU response to the COVID-19 crisis to address common European challenges by embracing green and digital transitions, strengthening economic and social resilience, and the cohesion of the single market. The Commission's assessment finds that France's plan devotes 46% of the plan's total allocation to measures that support climate objectives. The plan includes investments in energy renovation of buildings, clean mobility infrastructure and vehicles, and the decarbonization of industrial processes. It features significant investments in R&D and innovation, in particular in the field of green technologies that should promote the deployment of renewable and low-carbon hydrogen. The plan also contributes to the preservation of biodiversity through investments in protected areas, ecological restoration, improvement of the forest management, and extension of wooded areas. And the Commission finds that France's plan devotes 21% of the plan of the plan's total allocation to measures that support the digital transition. The plan includes investments in research, innovation, deployment of new digital technologies, digitization of public administration, cybersecurity, electronic identity, and e-health. It also provides for investments in digital connectivity, including for rural areas, support for the digitalization of firms, and improving digital education and skills. And lastly for today, moving from Europe and into Africa. In Ghana, Standard Chartered has signed a 280 million euro social loan financing for Ghana's Ministry of Finance to develop a section of the Eastern Corridor that will transform the country's transport infrastructure. The financing is backed by Euler Hermes, the German Export Credit Agency, and INZAG Germany, the client of the bank, is the chosen engineering procurement and construction contractor. Standard Chartered is acting as book runner, mandated lead arranger, structured and bank, social loan coordinator, original lender, and agent. Standard Chartered structured the financing to fully comply with the recently published social loan principles. This is the first time a social loan has been structured not only in Ghana, but in the wider African content. The project is eligible because of its objective to improve basic transport network, which is categorized as affordable basic infrastructure. The project will also contribute towards meeting the United Nations Sustainable Development Goal 93, which relates to industry, innovation, and infrastructure. The Ghana Eastern Corridor is the national road that starts at Tema Roundabout and ends in Kulungugu, the northeastern border with Bukuna Fasau. Standard Charters financing will fund a particular intersection of the road, otherwise known as Lot 1, which includes two flyovers and interchanges, 11 pedestrian bridges, and three mixed bridges in dual carriageway. It stretches from the Ashama roundabout and ends on the Akosombo junction in Medina. It's a distance of 64 kilometers. When completed, the Ministry of Roads and Highways expects the upgraded tolled route to positively impact the lives of around 500,000 local residents from underserved populations. And that's all for today. If you'd like to hear any more about any of our news, then please do find out more at proximoinfo.com. Until next week.